God bless you for what kind of day you're going to have. Amen. You already got one scheduled and got it on planned, right? Amen. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul, while you're turning there, he says, I am a wise master builder. And that's what we have to be, wise master builders on the kingdom of God. So if you're there, we're going to read Amos 9, 13, and then we'll go from there. He said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the treader of the grapes, him that soweth the seed, and the mountain shall drip sweet wine. And all the hills shall melt. We're going to title this a continuous revival or continuous harvest. Christians are not supposed to have dry seasons. I do not find that in the Bible. In the book of the four gospels or the book of Acts or the rest of the Bible. They had hard times. There's probably no man on this earth our woman have suffered more for the gospel than the Apostle Paul. Perilous times, shipwreck, beaten with a rod, false brothers, perilous times, and jails often. But you'll never find where he was depressed or down and out. He always had a revival where he went. He always had a harvest. Bill Dross, one of the missionaries, says we have a lot of signs, miracles, and wonders. But the gospel is not about signs, miracles, and wonders. It's about saving souls. He said we have all the signs, miracles, and wonders, but we don't save souls. We don't have the gospel. So there should be a continuous harvest. And I believe there's a continuous harvest happening all over the world. Ken mentioned some things in Sunday school class this morning. It's happening. It's happening in Russia. It's happening among the Muslims. It's everywhere you read, there's a massive move of God in these days we're living in. Jesus said, I walked yesterday, I'm going to walk today, and I'm going to walk tomorrow. Tell the fox, I'm going to walk. He meaning said, I, in the book of Revelation, said, I once was dead, but now I'm alive forevermore. I change not. In other words, he was saying there's going to be a continuous harvest until I come back. We are to be people that are alive and alive forevermore. Christ Jesus lives inside of us. When you was born again, he came in and made residence there. So he lives inside of us. The wonderful things of God and the blessings of God. I believe we in the right place for the greatest move of God that this world has ever seen. We're going to come to these scriptures here in a minute. Jesus, in Colossians 2 and 23, and Jesus are hidden all the treasures of the wisdom of knowledge. So in Jesus, he has everything to offer to us, the wonderful blessings of God. The natural always 
gives into the supernatural. Doesn't matter what it is, what's visible, will always give into the invisible power of God and the wonderful blessings of God. Amos 9.13 said the blessings is from also the Mosaic promises. I'm going to read that where it promised it all the way back to Leviticus about the promise that he promised us. Who believes the promises of God? All of them are yes and all of them amen. And all of them belongs to us. And the trying of our faith is more precious than gold. We are in trying time. But how many know that we're going to win? Not going to win, but we are winners. Brother Robertson mentioned about how blessed we are to have all of our school being able to accept the Bible. I challenge us to help to pray around out Greenville. How many know what has been taken away can be given back? Amen. No matter what you lose, you can get it back. I don't care what you've lost. In anything you've lost, you believe God, you can get it back. Sister Pam Clayton's reading a book called The Dynamic Laws of Healing. I don't know how far she's in in that. But God has not changed. He's not on vacation. What he did yesterday, he'll do today. And what he do today, he'll do tomorrow. He's promised us a harvest of good things of God. And our faith's going to be tried. You cannot live in this world without being tried. You cannot live in this world without troubles and problems and all sorts of things. But you can live in this world spiritual, free from the powers or the darkness of hell. That's why Jesus came and lives inside of us, to keep us free. He not only makes us free, he keeps us free. The book of Leviticus, if you got your Bible, if you want to turn there, it's Leviticus 26 and 5. Your threshing shall last until the grape harvest. And the grape harvest shall last until the times of sowing. And you shall eat your bread. Now the word bread, most of the time you find in the Bible, they may not have had a much other food on the table, but what did they always have plenty on the table? bread the bread of life every day we should ask jesus give us this day what our bread if you have in trouble i want to encourage you every day to say the lord's prayer our father which art in heaven he puts us in relationship with the father the same relation jesus had with the father he wants us to have that same relationship with the father that jesus had to ask daily for what bread then we must ask what daily for bread we must have a we have a such great precious promises that god has promised us amos 9 13 said the plowman shall overtake the reaper you notice the four gospels also the book of acts and also the first church as soon as they sowed something what did they reap a harvest and he has not changed. He's no respect to person. There's no shadow of a turn in him. You might say, why wow, there's such a revival in Russia. God is the God of all people. He's not the God of America. He's not the God of China. He's not the God of Russia. He's the God of all people, regardless what nationality, what they are. He is still their God, and he reigns on the just and the unjust the same. You ought to say amen. The same God that blesses you, the same God is going to try your faith. Faith's on trial today, thank God. But thank God, God's faith within inside of us, the same God that was with Jesus is with us. 
and the same faith that he had that he triumphed over death, we will triumph over all the problems of this world. Amen. I know there's some crisis, but I tell you, God is with us. The plowman and the harvest shall be continuous, is what he's telling us, without intervals. As soon as they sow a seed, what happened? They got a harvest. They got a harvest. The man had the leprosy. That's a wonderful statement in the Bible. He was not even supposed to be in the company of Jesus. And Jairus was there, which was a high priest. He should have told the leprosy, you can't come near to Jesus because it's illegal. You're supposed to be standing outside the camp calling unclean. But he come right in and he fell down and worshiped Jesus. And he said, if you can, you can heal me. Jesus was never supposed to touch a leprosy because it was against the law. He did not come to destroy the law. He come to fulfill the law. He come to set the captives free. And Jesus says, I will. You got the man that sowed a seed. Listen, worship creates an atmosphere for miracles. You notice in the Bible when they'd fall down and worship, nearly every time there happened a what? A miracle. When the woman had a daughter at home, had an evil spirit in her, she came to Jesus and fell down. And Jesus ignored her. And he said, I can't give you the bread of the children. She said, but even the dogs eat the bread from the master's table. He was so moved by that. He said, go home. Now, the girl wasn't with him. The girl was at home. He said, go home. Your daughter is made well. He sowed a seed. Instantly, what happened? Sometimes, well, I'm waiting on the Lord. You're not waiting on the Lord. He's waiting on us. He's already finished the course. He's already fought a good fight. He's already got out of the grave. He's already conquered the devil. He's already bruised his head. He's already given us the victory and the joy that we can have a continuous harvest. Well, I don't know. But I know there is a continuous harvest. A continuous move of God. Scientist tells us if the air quits moving out there on that earth just for a few seconds, everything on this world would die immediately. We must have the presence of God to live. We cannot live without the presence of God and having a harvest. He said, The vintage shall be sown abundant and it shall last until the sowing time again. Your harvest is going to last. Now, Forget about the, I was raised on a farm. I, when I, I tell you, when I went in the Navy, that was a great change for me. All I'd ever done is fed the hogs and milk cows and plowed and all that. But when they put me in that board, that big ship, Lord, that was a great change for me. Do not relate the spiritual things of God to what you see in the earthly things. What you have to plant corn, you have to wait for the harvest. But you can get a miracle today if you plant the seed of faith. It'll jump right on you right now because we've got to get out of this place to relating the earthly things with the natural things. We've got to relate the spiritual things of God. You sow, he said, you shall reap right now. Come on, you shall reap right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm looking for the day that Peggy jumps off that front seat and runs up on the stage. Brother Leslie jumps over the pew. Amen. You said that's impossible. That's impossible with a natural man, but it's not impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. The natural must always yield to the spiritual power of God. It has no choice. 
When you sow a seed and believe in your heart, you can have what you say. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's the word of God. You've got to wait on a corn crop. You sow the corn in the spring of the year, and now it's about gathering time. You got to wait several months to get it, but thank God you don't have to wait to get saved, right, brother? You're handing out those Bibles and they got saved, amen? You remember one of the missionaries came here and handed out a Bible? It showed a Bible, a man was in World War II when the uh, Japanese attacked the Philippines, and this American was there, a young American, he had one of them Gideon's Bibles in his pocket and he got killed. But right before he died, he handed that Bible to Brother Cubaloid's father, which was unsaved at that time, he handed that Bible to him before he died, and Brother Cubaloid's father read that Bible, got the Holy Ghost, got baptized in Jesus' name, and his whole family immediately and suddenly death come out of a man bringing the Bible, that Gideon Bible to a man, and immediately something happened. He didn't have to wait no six months for it to happen. We're in this world, but we're not of the world. We're subject to the things of this world, but our spirit is more subject to the spirit and power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I've always enjoyed the Gideons coming. They always have some wonderful stories to tell what's happening around the world. He says, the mountains shall drip sweet wine. We don't really believe in drinking wine, do we? But I tell you what we need is some sweet wine dripping from heaven that can never be stopped. The wine of the Spirit in our soul. It's the Holy Ghost and fire and it's making me discouraged. Is that what the song says? It's the Holy Ghost and fire and what? If you got the Spirit of God in you, you ought to sing the Holy Ghost and fire is keeping me alive. You know why you're here today? Because the Spirit of the living God has kept you alive. Amen? He's kept you alive for this season and this time. Sister Sue said, Wednesday night said, I had to really, I'm not going to say how old she is, but she says, I really got to talk to myself when I get up in the morning to go walk and I got to continue to walk but I'm talking to myself and I'm talking to a lady the other day at the funeral home she's about see you know who she is she said I have to talk to myself even get up in the morning she's up in her age and says I got to talk to myself or I won't get up but said how many know you're gonna have to talk to yourself amen you got to, it shall not come you ought to shout hallelujah it shall not come to my house Listen, we, we need to be the children of God and not the children of darkness. We are the children of light. Hallelujah. You shall recover. David had put on the lentil ethob, which is not even supposed to be put on by a king. He played three roles. No man in the Old Testament ever prayed three roles but David. He was a king, a priest, and a prophet. He put on the lentil ethob. I mean, you know, we need to put the anointing of God on our lives and then entreat God and said, what do you want me to do in this situation? Don't be waiting right in. Wait on God. He waited on God. He said, what do you want me to do? My house is burned. I've lost everything. My family's stolen. Brother Rick, he said, they're picking up stones to stone me. What shall I do? And he heard the voice of God from heaven. He said, pursue and ye shall recover all. 
those that had captured his family and burned everything come subject to the sword of David, and he recovered all. Saul told David, said, you're not capable of fighting a giant. He said, put on my clothes. He took them clothes off. You don't want to go in another person's garment, another person's vision. You want to go in what God has given you. He pulled that off, and he said, I'm not going to use that. He said, a bear came into camp and stole a lion. I mean, stole a lamb. A lamb came into camp and stole, and stole a lamb. And the Bible said, I ran after him. What did he do? Come on now, what did he do? David said, I ran after the bear. I ran after the lion. And I grabbed him by his beard with one hand. I opened his mouth and got the lamb out with the other hand. We got to rise up when the enemy attacked and run after him. Don't run from him. Firemen don't run from the fire. They run toward the fire. We're not to run from the devil. We're to run toward the devil when he is stealing our children. He's stealing things from us. We got to rise up and run after him and take it back from him. That song, I went into the enemy's camp and I took back what the Lord, the devil, has stole from me. A continuous harvest. You're going to have trial. Well, I don't know why I'm having to go through this because you are a Christian and your faith is on trial. I feel like preaching this morning about faith's on trial. Every day of my life, I don't know about your life, but every day of my life, my faith's on trial. My worst enemy is living against me. It's not you. I don't, the world don't have nothing to do with me. Jesus said the world don't have anything in me and Satan don't have anything to me. That ought to be our testimony. I'm not worried about what's happening in the world. I am have confidence in God. He will do what he wants to when he wants to. All of these people, it doesn't matter what they're saying. It doesn't matter what them school people are saying. They're in the hands of God like water is in a channel, and when we pray, God can change their hearts. He can change their hearts. He can turn the situation around for you and quit your finger. A continuous harvest. Turn around. Mm -hmm. I don't have no zero turn more. Nearly every neighbor around me got a zero turn more. Huh? Oh, you still pushing one. How many has ever seen a zero turn more turn? Huh? Brother Don, you got a zero turn? Have you? How many has ever seen a zero more turn? You know, while I'm trying to get my gear to back up, it doesn't turn around going the other direction. Amen. They just pull that one leaf and it just. You ought to watch them mowing out here. I mean, they run down that front out there, that slope. I mean, wide open. You can't hardly see them. And when they get down to the other end, they pull that one gear and go on the other end. Listen, God has put something in us, and it's not of this world. We ought to shout the devil have nothing in us. God's in me. The power of God is in me. He doeth the work. You can't make a hair black or white. You can't make a statue one inch. But God can change it before you can say amen. He's telling us, as soon as you sow a seed, Brother Melvin, as soon as you sow a seed, you're going to get a harvest. If you don't doubt in your heart. Don't doubt in your heart. Don't doubt in your heart. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
we have rich and precious promises that we have never touched. One man said one time, it has never been seen among Christians or the world what God would do through a man that was totally committed to God. Two things are necessary to receive the abundance of God. It's one you've got to be continually doing it. And obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than all the lambs you could ever offer to him. Is obedience. What is really obedience? Submission to the will of God. That's one of the prayers we as Christians need to learn to pray. Not my will, but thy will be done. And sometimes that's difficult to pray. But Jesus left us an example. Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But if it's not possible, let thy will be done. When God's will is done in our life, we will see the miraculous things of God. Brother Melvin's been through something. Isolation. Couldn't see his family. Couldn't nobody go in there. They even had the door locked, didn't they? He told them one day, he said, ain't no need locking that door. I ain't going nowhere. I'm not able. They didn't want nobody coming in, and they didn't want him going out. But I, he was in isolation, but there's one thing that that locked door didn't do. <laughs> Hallelujah. One thing those locked doors and those chains had Peter locked up couldn't do, and that's to prevent the angel of the Lord stepping in there and releasing the chains. Every time you go to a place that's got an open sliding door, you think about in Acts, God was the author of that. He opened the door before Peter ever got there. And Brother Melvin was in there by himself and all that. But I tell you, somebody else was in there with him. And that's why he's sitting here today. Amen. You can overcome when Christ is with you. You can overcome the good things of God. Spiritual seed time. And harvest. Amos said, comes together. Comes together. As soon as you sow, you, you read the full gospel. As soon as they came to Jesus, he acted immediately. He acted immediately. He never said, you, you, you're going to have to go wait a few months. Sometimes the church will discipline people that went astray when they come back in. We, we discipline them. I've never done that, and I don't never intend to do it. I tell you, if God's forgiving you, who are we to say anything else? We're to accept them back in the fold and nurture them and help them and encourage them. Psalms 126 and 6 says, The man that goeth forth with seed will return with his harvest. He says, The man that goeth forth sowing seeds will come back with the harvest. Don't compare the natural world with the spiritual world. We live in two different worlds. Our citizenship's up yonder. 
How many got your citizenship up under? Amen. I got mine up there. Amen. When I got my driver's license, they knew don't don't go. You got that little what gold star on there says you you don't need a passport no more. You can go anywhere in the world you want to go. I don't want to go anywhere in the world. I only one world I want to go to. I had that passport a long time ago. Amen. How many got your passport? Amen. You you, you got your passport? You're not gonna catch no plane, but you're gonna leave faster than the twinkling of an eye. Hallelujah. The Samaritan fields were white under harvest, John 4, 35, Mark 16, 20. After this, this speaks after the resurrection with Jesus. Disciples went forth preaching or speaking everything that the Lord and the Lord went with them, meaning Jesus, confirming the word with what? God confirms his word. His word will produce the power that he's given it. They went everywhere speaking the word of God. So we're to go everywhere and speak the word time. Seed time and harvest time. Seed time. Carnitas' household. Acts 10, verse 44. It says, While Peter yet spake, in other words, sowing the word, while he was speaking, And those that heard the word, the Holy Ghost fell on them. Seed time. Harvest time. Wine coming down from heaven. As soon as, before he didn't get through speaking, it fell on them. That's the supernatural. Heidi Baker works in Mozambique, one of the poorest countries on the face of this earth. You read about what they go through every day. Her goal is to reach one million people before she dies. My ear is not broad enough, naturally, but I tell you, Mozambique is not too far away for us to pray. What a goal she wants to reach one million people before she dies. And she says one of the keys to that is the love of God. You love everybody. What's the song? He makes me what? I mean, no, you can't love everybody without the Holy Ghost in your life. You, you can't. You can try, but you can't. You can go through that ritual, but I'm telling you, if you got the Spirit of God in your life, it's automatically you love people. You don't have to work at it. Some people say, well, I just got to work at it. No, you don't have to work at it. It's the Spirit of God in you doing the work. He, he helps you to love everybody. He makes me love what? Everybody. Everybody. Get hit on one cheek, what are you supposed to do? One guy said, well, it don't say what to do after you hit you on one cheek. Yes, it does. Seventy times seventy. Well, you'd have some sore cheeks after then, wouldn't you? This man was beating Heidi Baker one day in the street. He didn't like the message. And some of them tried to pull him off of her. She said, leave him alone. Turn him loose. Just let him loose. And he beat her. Directly, she sort of come to. 
and she talked to him and won him to the Lord. So if you get ill-treated, don't fight back. That's not Christianity. That, that's not the spirit of Christ. That's the spirit of another spirit, of another world. Praise God. Hallelujah. Paul went to Antioch. He went to Corinth. He went to Ephesus. He went to Rome. But in his acts, he had to do more than let his light shine. We need to let our light shine, but that alone will not win souls. He chose the foolishness of preaching. Paul had to preach to those cities. He couldn't just go there and let his light shine. He had to preach the gospel. The foolishness of preaching is given to saving of souls and bringing souls to Christ. Acts 4, I mean Acts 8, great persecution was on the church. They were scattered everywhere. But they went everywhere preaching Christ, the Word. Philip went down to Samaria. And it said he preached Christ to them. I'm condemned and I feel convicted that this city is all not converted. He preached to a whole city and every one of them was healed. He laid his hands on them and cast out the booger man. And then the angel of the Lord told him to go down to the desert. And there he went down to the desert. And he waited as the chariots go by until the Lord told him to join that chariot. And when he joined that chariot, for that Ethiopian was on there. And he shared Christ with him. And he said, what hindered me? I don't know about you, but I ask myself this question sometime, many times a day. Lord, what has hindered me from being what you want me to be? Maybe you feel like you're what God wants you to be. That's wonderful. I don't feel that I am reached the point that God wants me to be. He spared me for this time. Caleb at 85, as he stood there and looked at the Jordan, he told Joshua, he said, God has kept me alive for this time. What's on the other side of the Jordan? What? Say it out loud. Promises, milk and honey. Land that you've never owned, I'm going to give you to you. I'm going to give you houses you've never had before. I'm going to give you vineyards you've never had before. I'm going to give you cattle you never had before. Paul said, then the Lord has opened a lot of open doors for me, but on the other side, the open doors was what? Great controversy. What would Caleb going to meet when he got over on the other side before he got all that. Giants. I mean, the giants kept three million people from going into Canaan's land. Only two people that left Egypt. Scholars says 
thousands never left Egypt, Israel, because they didn't believe there was a Canaan's land. I mean, you know that you, there's victory for you. You may be going through a trial today, but I'm telling you, you may be facing some giants today. Caleb's daughter said, I want that mountain over there. And he said, what's on that mountain? She says, yes, giants. To get the best things of God, we have to sow seed and speak the word. There's giants in our lives. There's giants of fear. There's giants of worry. There's giants of doubt. There's giants of unbelief. Can be brought down by the power of God that lives inside of us. So everywhere they went, they spoke the word of God and the wonderful blessings of God. We're going to close with this. When Jesus in Matthew 21 and 19, he said, let no fruit grow on this tree henceforth or forever. And immediately, Brother Barry, immediately, Huh? Immediately. I mean, you, you can have some beautiful plants at home, and they don't just immediately die. We got some of the leaves begin to turn brown because it's too much hard to heal them. But he said immediately, started drying up from the roots. And the disciples was amazed. They was amazed, Brother Don, that that happened so quickly. Seed time, harvest time, grapes running down the wine, the prophecy being fulfilled. Then Jesus moves on to another statement, and this is another statement he made. He made this statement. That have faith in God, Mark. You'd probably do yourself good to buy your Bible. All the scriptures in the, normally in the Bible is not chronological order. Now, if you have a Bible that's worth chronological in order, you'll, you'll, you'll see different things. But he made this statement right here to him then. He said, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say it, under this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. World War Two, there was this couple at a farm. Truck broke down. Went down to the dealer. They said, you can't get no parts, and you can't get no new truck. We can't get them. We was really blessed the other day. Two of our big units been down for over a week. And the guy that fixed them told me the other day, said, I like to never found a call, but I'm going to have to retrofit what I got to make it work. Thank God it's working today. So they were sitting in a service one Sunday morning. They had to walk to church. And the preacher preached about faith, having faith, and speaking what you want. 
And on the way home, the husband said, that's nonsense. That's foolishness. She said, you know, I sort of believe that. He said, well, it just won't work. So on the way home, what did she start talking? Somebody going to help me to finish this message? Brother Johnny, what did she start talking? Huh? God, you're going to give us a truck. But the dealer said there wasn't no trucks because of World War II. Couldn't get no parts. But she talked it all the way home. The next day, he carried some groceries to town, had to walk to town. He went and delivered his groceries and got his money. Happened to walk back by the dealer's place and they said, come in here a minute. Said, you still interested in a truck? He said, yes. Said, we had one ordered a long time ago for a man that just come in and he says he can't afford to pay for it. Would you like to have that truck? Some people said, well, that's just a coincidence. I am a strong believer in God working coincidence. Hmm? You don't want her to call it a miracle, it's fine, but he works coincidence. How many can see sowing a seed brought a harvest immediately in the spiritual world? That man that ordered that truck is in God's hand like waters in a channel, and God can change things just like that. Just like that. Praise God. God bless you for being here today. Have a fantastic week in the Lord. And the Bible said as long as they sought God in Chronicles, everything they touched prospered. As long as you keep your face on God, your eyes on Jesus, you can expect things to work out for you. So I want you, when you sow a seed, don't be saying, well, i got to wait four or five months. Expect it right then. Expectation is a thing with God.